And we are recording. Why does Top Gun don't look like it's um dr- like it's a uh, braided? It like I am. Bush. I'm in the process of growing out my dreads, so I wash so it, but I, it, but I don't retwist it. I just brush it. So you that's look what's like, going on. Like, uh, I'm Effie. looking beautiful. Effie white at the end of uh Dreamgirls with the bush on the top. No mm-hmm. dreads, all bush. I don't remember that. And I do not have a bush. This is totally brushed. I don't see that one individual braid on and one individual dread up there. All I see is bush bush. Well, good for you. That's what you're supposed to see, because I just said I'm growing out my hair. Scoop boop. Anyway, welcome back once again to the PLP podcast with your hero. The wonderful, talented, handsome, built. And well endowed, Carlos D. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything smart to say about the D. But anyway, this is your girl, Christy. D stands for dainty. My wrists are very dainty. They could, are. No, you. I could never figure out how to make my forearms bigger. Like, is that I, a? I how understand. can you? How can you do that? I wonder how, you know, what would you do? What exercise would you do? Like Popeye? Yeah, like, like Popeye had them big forearms, and, but like I got like decent biceps. Mm-hmm. I haven't been working out that much, but I always had like skinny forearms. Hmm. And I always got small legs too. Anyway. I don't feel like you have small legs, but anyway. Can you stop objectifying me? Shut up. In my body. You don't want to talk about your body with your old. Never mind. Let's, let's be kind to one another. What's going on, friend? the goddamn thing back once again let me give a shout out quick shout out to uh the homies uh from last episode who came through and helped us do an episode live from miami beach south beach miami we had a lot of fun as men did you listen to the episode you didn't give me any remarks any comments you probably didn't you are trifling as somebody you know what i um the answer to that question is not important However, I did listen to a portion of it, and it was a, a manly conversation. I felt like I was intruding, so I just kind of took a step back. I know you you handled it and, and did your own thing and um, had some very lovely conversation. Your old line, big forehead ass. Shut up. Just leave me alone. You're making me mad right now. Me and Rihanna are, to your own show. Me and Rihanna are cute with our big foreheads. All right. Anyway, y'all know how to find a shocker. Uh, make sure y'all look out for us on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find great podcasts. Visit us on Instagram, the PLP Podcast. And of course, you can send us emails if you feel inclined to do at the PLP Podcast at gmail.com. Now, the people haven't heard from you in a month. Got anything you want to say? Shout outs. What's up? What's up? Um,. Shout out to the beautiful weather. Shout out to Game of Thrones. Shout out to Boomerang on BET. I'm enjoying all three of those things. Lovely day today here in the DMV. I'm a big Game of Thrones fan. Season eight just came back on this past Sunday. I got to watch it Monday. And Boomerang, that's the show I was telling you about a couple episodes ago. 
when I was like somebody's doing a reboot of some movie and I couldn't think what it was. It was Boomerang. So, you know, been catching up on that. I think it's a, um, you know, cute little show. Um, not too many threads back to the original Boomerang movie, but shout out to whoever is producing that and doing that. Cause it's a, it's a cute little story with a, with a couple of nods to the original, but, um, yeah. Exactly. That's the Alina way. Really? She does, she uh, uh is producing out. She got her hands in everything. Go ahead, Lean Lean. Yeah, I think she she basically taking over BET. Uh yeah, that's a good show. You you put me on to it. You said you was gonna watch it, and then I looked and it was on demand. Um, cause I I remember you telling me a while ago that it was coming on, but I didn't really I wasn't hyped for it because mm-hmm. I don't like when they kind of go back and try to remake our classics. But you're right, not a remake. It's actually like kind of like a not a sequel exactly, but the characters in this are the daughters and the son. Uh, it's the daughter of um, Eddie Murphy's character and Holly Murphy's Marcus character. Marcus Graham. Marcus mm-hmm. Graham and Angela. And then it's, uh, the son is the daughter of Jacqueline, who was played by Robin Givens in the original. Oh, see, and I haven't gotten that far yet <clears throat> to know. Who... I mean, they, they they literally said in the first episode. That she that he was um, her son? Yeah. I, I don't think you watch I did or pay watch attention it. when you watch TV. Okay. No, I don't think you pay attention when you... Cause you also told me she didn't have a car. And in the first episode, she literally gets into her car and drives away. No, I said, why didn't she have a car in that episode? I missed the part why she didn't have a car in the episode. I clearly saw. But anyway, you know, um, good show. I like it. Also, I saw, um, finally saw Us, Jordan Peele's movie. Still got to support it. Saw Little recently supporting all my Black TV shows, my Black movies. Little gets an A plus from me. Us, I would give it like a B minus. You know, I thought Get Out was way better. Um, and it was still like a lot I don't understand about us. So I'm, anybody got the cliff notes, you know, a study guy, send it your way. So send it my way so I can break it down and understand. I'm saying people, nobody understands us, but they say they understand it, but so they won't feel like an idiot. Like mm-hmm. us, is, it's a cool little thriller slash effect, but it had way too many pot ho- plot holes for people to try to act like this is a genius movie. Uh, it got really silly towards the end to me, and it really fell apart towards the last half hour or so. So I think it was a decent movie. I enjoyed it, but all this great, this is a great film, and people loving it and act like it's the best movie of the year so far. I think they just hyping it a little bit too much. Here goes Carlos, also, always tearing down a black movie. Here you girl. go. And then shout out to Little. I saw Little over the weekend too. That was a little cute little, uh, uh cute little film. Little cute little film. Real cute. Real cute. Uh, had his funny moments. Some of the jokes was kind of like, yeah, y'all trying a little bit too hard. But decent, decent movie. I liked it. I enjoyed yeah. it. Speaking yeah. of uh, remakes, though, did you see that they have started production on Coming to America too? Um, no, and I'm not watching it. I... The same lady that won the Oscar for costume design, I think, for Black Panther, she posted on her IG, I think, that she was on the set and everybody was ready to rock and roll. So I don't are, know. What the are Simi and Akeem coming back, or is it showing yeah. their family lines, or is it? I don't know the full premise, but apparently Eddie is in it. Uh, apparently, Arsenio was back. No, uh, they, they probably did dug up James Earl Jones. He's still alive. You know, Vanessa, the, Vanessa Bell Calloway. Yeah, she's still. Fine, well, no, though. she might not. No, because she's not gonna be in there because she was the woof 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 the one yeah, who yeah, never got a reason to be shine. However, and no. Hold on, wait real quick, real quick. Go ahead. Shout out to our lost episode. The Coming to America episode was the best episode we ever did. And nobody will ever hear it. Nobody ever heard it. 
that daggone audacity. The audacity of audacity. Fuck you, audacity. Man. Well, you say something about uh, coming to America too. You're not gonna watch it. I don't. I think if it's not good, I think it's gonna ruin just my whole taste of regular coming to America. Because you know how, or not even. No, I won't even say ruin my whole original taste for the movie. But if it's not good, don't do it. Don't do it, and don't be corny. You know, make it. I really just don't touch it. They don't need to be doing a part two. Leave it alone. Leave it be. That's just all I got to say. It was beautiful the way it was. Yeah. And I do feel like sometimes they just like try to. I mean, do we really? It's thirty years later. Do we really need a sequel to a movie that ended on a? Right. Do something new. Tell us a new story. Stop trying to do your part two and part sevens. We don't need forty um coming to America's like they did with House Party and um <laughs> Friday and Friday and all that nonsense. But anyway, that's that's all that's going on on this end. Movies, TV, and weather. Stop making them big old googly eyes. I'm practicing to play your mom in the biopic. And I hope my mother is listening. And we will come <laughs> whip your ass. You know I love her. I Whatever. love you, baby. So disrespectful. <laughs> oh, I love having fun. Anyway, um, uh, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. We're not going to mess around this week. We got a lot of stuff on our plate. You got to go watch the rest of um, Boomerang. Boomerang. And I got to go watch um, One Punch Man. I'm watching season one of One Punch Man. It's, a, it's this goofy-ass cartoon, man. I just started watching it. It's so... Bizarre, but it's hilarious. Oh Lord! I'm not even gonna get into the premise of it. If you watch One Punch One Punch Man before, you know it's a funny, weird show. If you haven't watched it, then don't watch it. Is it on regular TV or is it on streaming like Netflix? It's on Hulu. Okay, all right, cool. So, you leading the show, or am I? You leading the show. Okay. You got your little notes. Don't fake. <laughs> I hope no. See, I'm, I'm about to pull about the curtain. I'm about to pull about the curtain. We just had a whole production meeting before the show started <laughs> where she knew she was going to be leading the show and then she tried to act and get on here and act brand new. I was hoping that you would change your mind. And put the paper up into the microphone and crinkle the paper up so it's irritating everybody's eardrums. <laughs> Why is she this way? Why are you this way? Like, who raised you to be this way? My mother. My beautiful mother. Beautiful black queen. So anyway, this is an episode topic that we have been kind of like rolling around for, I guess, the past almost two years talking about friendships and like the bigger question is, how do you even make friends as an adult? So you know how you grow up and you have your friends in elementary school and they follow you through the middle school and in high school and then you go off to college and then sometimes all those friendships don't stay intact. So I don't know how we got on it, but it was just kind of like, as an adult, how do you make friends? And is it harder to make friends as an adult versus when you were a kid? And that's just kind of like the how the conversation is going to flow today, adult friendships, and what's the first step to making that, to doing that? And and I have to think back to you and I, like we didn't meet as adults, but we were like, we did mid, meet as mid, adults. mid adults. We were like twenty somethings. I'm not gonna say we were full blown like over thirty, but we still I mean, we wasn't grown ass, grown ass. But we wasn't kids. We was adults. We I both were out of college. We, we were out were of like, college. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so go ahead. So, like, anyway, so we 
I don't even know how. It, I guess it was through. Oh, yeah, saying that y'all can go back and listen to our first yep. or second episode. So we kind of talked about how we met, but we also like kind of fell off and came became friends again. But if I think back to. Well, like, I, was people, to I was about to ask you a question. When do you think we really became friends? Because we, you know, we met about almost 10 or 11, more than a decade ago. Right. We met, we, we had, we know, whatever we had. But when do you think we actually became friends? Because I got a date and I wonder if it's the same as your date. It's got to be 2014 ish mm-hmm. after i graduated mm-hmm. from the, the master's program yeah uh, uh, see, okay, I think... okay no that was the start of it mm-hmm. i would say that was the start of it and then okay i would say like maybe a year later so maybe like 2015 we were 15 16 i keep moving the yeah. date up I, I really no, i'm about to say the same i think it was 2016 it was um because we like so we got back together about got not not got back together but we got Back in contact about 2014 when you graduated with the Olive Garden, but then we had another falling out the next year, and we're not gonna get into it. We're not gonna get into it. I don't even remember what it was. We you left when you made uh, it was a, we're not gonna get into it. Forget okay, it. yep. But then we got in 2016. I sent you this text because I was going somewhere, and I was just like, "Yo, if something happens to me, I'm at this. this <laughs> I'm going to this place." And then after that, we started collect clicking again, and we have been consistently friends for the last three straight years mm-hmm. meaning like we talk we don't talk but we communicate almost daily usually through text and it's not always like a whole bunch of you know it could be just goofing around saying goofy stuff to each other but we talk almost daily um we have not had any no, any breaks or any major fights that made us stop being friends um and i think that's when we to me that's when we truly became like friends we had this long decade plus history before excuse me before that but it was the last three years or so that we became like really tight, I think. Would you concur? Yeah, I would agree with that. And then um, just like you said, like we I think one thing that makes a friendship is like the experiences you share with a person. So whether it's like, oh, OK, y'all went to school together or you knew together from work or, you know, this person was there for you, you know, through this situation or you travel together. Just having those like bonding moments where you actually did something with the person and they shared and your life experiences makes them a friend. But I feel like some of those like major experiences, you know, happen when you're younger or like they have a lot of them happen when you're younger and like, you're still forming who you are. And so I think once you get to a certain point or a certain age, it's kind of like, okay, how do I go out here and make a friend with somebody brand new and, you know, they don't know my history or, you know, kind of where I came from and they didn't share and, you know, some of my previous experiences. So how do we really bond from, you know, as an adult? And like, I think I feel like for me, I've tr- I'm an introvert anyway. I'm not very social. I'm not a people person, but I feel like I have tried to make friends or like I've tried, but it just cut, it doesn't stick because it's not supposed to, because whoever, you know, was with me from the beginning, like they're still with me, even though we're like a little bit more distance, but those are like the key core people and whoever I meet, like as an adult, they're kind of like, they're, you know, they're cool. We're friends, but we don't have like a tight, tight bond where compared to, you know, some other people. And, and then like, if I think back to when I was a kid, like one of my girlfriends, we've known each other almost 30 years probably. And to this, and we've had fallen out where we didn't talk for years. And to this day, 
we don't talk every single day, but when I do, you know, talk to her here and there, we pick up from where we left off and, um, it's just, and I still consider her one of my best friends, even though like we did skip some shared experiences, that's still always going to be my best friend. Cause she was my first best friend. And that's just how, you know, I look at it. And then I think that too, there are people, I know I'm going on and on that you don't talk to every day that I still consider close just because we did have that bond, you know, growing up through, you know, elementary, middle school. So to me, friendship isn't about, you know, how often you talk to somebody, um, Cause you can go for years without talking to some, or you know, not years, but months, and just pick up. Um, pick I think up you off can where even you go for years. Uh, yeah. We went plenty of times for years without talking, and then we still picked but up. But were we the same technically chemistry. friends, though? Well, I mean, were we friends from the beginning? Um, and we weren't. So that's different. So like, but I, I'm, I I'm just talking about the chemistry aspect of just like being able to hang out with people you haven't seen in a while and still be able to have a nice balance, a nice chemistry with them whether you'll consider yourself friends or not. And then going back to like how it's, I think it's so much easier for children to be friends is because for one, a lot of the stuff is that you are just like tied to these people for a long period of time, especially when you school with, because you have no choice. You're in school every single day. You're yeah. with this certain group of people in the same classroom. And it's usually, well, how like it was in my elementary school was basically every year you went up, you went up with the same people. It wasn't like it was a, a whole bunch of influx of new people or, you know, every once in a while you might get a new kid here or there, but if the kids you started with uh, kindergarten with, you pretty much went through the sixth grade with them every single year. So you kind of get these friendships with them. Yeah. Um, and, and then it's also the only place, like, why it's different for adults is because through, like, that age, you're with a bunch of people who are your same age, have similar life experience to you because they are the same age. But when you come into the adult world, all of a sudden you're, especially when you get a job, you're into this place where you may be working with people of a whole bunch of different generations that you just don't have that necessarily easy connection with because you don't have as many things in common. Like right. you're not gonna really become friends with a 60 year old when you're 22 years old. That's true. However, I do, and and so this is, you know, I'm not gonna call her a friend, but we do get together for coffee here and there, you know, happy hour here and there. You know, I'm in my 30s. She's got to be in her 50s, and like we're, you know, we went, we work together, and. Mm -hmm. You know, she shared some stuff with me. I've shared some stuff with her. And we were both trying to get out of that job. So we, like, bonded over that. So I guess that was one way where you, like, tried to build, like, a connection with somebody. But I'm not going to, like, call it a friend. But I definitely agree with you. That's like an acquaintance or an associate. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole other thing. Like, all those different titles, you know, that you place on people. That's an associate, an acquaintance, or they are in my circle, or blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, but I guess they all have their own um little meanings but yeah you're right like you you know going through school you grow that bond because you you ride the bus with them you got this third period and lunch with them blah 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 so it's easier to sort of like build that yeah. but and then uh, i guess i was go ahead uh, i'm sorry go ahead no, and then i guess another way is through like meetup groups like i definitely have joined meetups to try to go out and meet people and be social and do things and have made some like incredible connections um, girl you just try to get laid Stop. <laughs> so i guess there are ways but i think it's definitely you definitely have to make an effort yeah that's my point you have to make an effort um to do it it's just kind of seamless when you're you know coming up through the school years and whatnot and you have to yeah, make an effort to keep... i'm saying it's, it's just tough like you said because like the same thing with you is like 
you know, I got all this personality. You know, I'm always very charismatic and very energetic. But it takes me a while to get built into that. Normally, when I first meet people, I'm a little nervous. I mean, not nervous, but I, you know, I, I'm, I, I'm a little reserved. And so I really get to know them, really get to feel them, and get the, 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 the people that I like. And then I can really let loose it all on them. But so uh, a lot of people think I'm like not want to be their friend or kind of standoffish or I want to engage because it takes a little bit while to get me warmed up to a person before I can really like want to hang out with them or talk to them. And then I also don't find a lot of people interesting. And I, I don't know how to pretend to be interested in people. So that's one of my biggest struggles right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel you on the, you know, warming up to people thing. And I would agree that, yeah, I, I can relate to the same thing. Like I'm standoffish and it's not that, and I think that I do find people interesting, but it's just like, okay, well, how do you kind of connect and, you know, make, you know, have a conversation and like move it to the next, not the next level per se, but sort of start the building blocks of that friendship. And it's just, um, yeah. But it's also like as an adult, like it's harder to find activities. I think, like, what activities can you really do with a new person that you just meet and try to like build a friendship? Well, and then it's an awkward, like, right, right. And then it's just like, well, it it can just be awkward because I think in school, it's kind of like, or when you're younger, it's implied that not implied, but you just become friends. But as an adult, you know that both people are trying to make an effort to like make a connection and it can just be yeah i don't know how to i don't know how you're supposed to do it mm-hmm. um, well it's a different environment because in school is like uh a, you know school is for learning but it's also a part of learning how to socialize but it's right. a lot of forced socialization because you're forced to interact with these people where if i want to go to work as a grown-up and sit in my office or sit in my cubicle or sit wherever it is and not engage with anybody then i don't have to Right. There's nobody that's going to force me to do it. There's no teacher that's going to say, well, you got to talk to Susie or you got to talk to John. And it's something that you want to do. And I do that a lot in my job because it's like, end of the day, I'm not everybody's friend either. A lot of people just idea that they think everybody's their friend because they like nice to them or they friendly. But you really can't trust them. And they be snakes. And they be ready to stab you in your back or do something to you when you just trying to like get whatever you get, you know, trying to like make an easy place and an easy environment to work in. So that's that's another thing about it. It's like it's too many people that want to be like your friend, but you really can't trust that they are your friend. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. But like um, just one thing you said earlier about you not, you know, finding most people interesting. So what are your requirements for someone to be your friend beyond they need to be interesting? Like what else? I'm a motherfucker's born. <laughs> uh, let me honestly, let me think about that for a quick second. So, I mean, you want somebody that you could trust for one. You know, somebody's going to be loyal to you that's not going to be, like, talking major shit behind your back. I feel like every friend group, people talk a little bit of shit about each other. Agreed. But it's normally, like, you know, playful shit, like, oh, they got on my nerves or they did something weird. But it's not no, like, undercutting somebody or trying to tear them down type of shit. So, I need loyalty in the sense of that. That you're not trying to hurt me or you're not trying to harm me. Even if you do talk some, like, weird stuff about behind my back every once in a while. That's cool. Um, you know, gotta have fun. I like people that like to have fun and like to have a good time and you know, aren't like always trying to kill my buzz, even though do you do that all the time? You and yeah, I'm saying this sound like me. I don't even know why we friends. But and then stuff like that, and then I and then I also just want them to give what I give to them, you know what I mean? And that's what I, I don't like a friendship where it's like always one sided or it's always 
that person is taking, 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 but they don't want to get because that that's that's one of my biggest things, and that's kind of how I lost two of my closest friends that I met as an adult. I feel like I we lo- I lost both of them because they was too take, 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 and not enough give, give, give. And then they got to the point where it was like, well, you know, what am I really getting out of this as being your friend other than to say we hang out occasionally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. So I think for me, and I think we've talked about this, I don't, just because just how I am, how I operate, you can't be too needy and be my friend. I can't. You got a whole bunch of, you know, drama going on and I feel emotionally drained after, you know, hanging out with you or listening to you. It's not that's not help. That's not good for me. So I think one thing that my friends do have in common is that we don't have to. I don't engage with them or talk with them every day. We don't hang out a lot, but we do, you know, have a, you know, link up here and there. But it doesn't feel it doesn't feel forced like, okay, I have to, you know, I have to call this person today or they're not going to, you know, think I'm or think something's wrong. Like they just know that I like to keep my distance a little bit because that's just how I am. I check in when I can. Um, So one thing is you just can't be too needy. And I think you you sort of fit that bill. Um, You don't be coming to me whining and crying and always got drama. So that's a one up for you. um, Once per quarter. Yes, yes, you you do very good with that. I don't, I don't have the the bandwidth for that, as they say. But I think you know the people who I am friends with, they they get that about me, and they have that own element about them as well. So it just it just kind of works. So mm. so you broke up with two friends because they were too needy. How did well, you? I, I wouldn't say needy. They would just weren't. They weren't. Um. They weren't like recipient you know giving me what you know giving me back anything to like want to like still hang around with them Mm -hmm. but you was asking the question no i was gonna say so how did you how did you break up with the friend or did you just kind of stop talking returning to text messages or more to stop talking more to stop talking for both of them more to stop talking the first one just to give like the quick backstory of it all the first one was my original pop if you listen to the episode i put out around Mm -hmm. uh what is it our New Year's Eve or the, or the start of the year when you were taking your hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had like a, a friend that we met. We actually met at, at a job. We like we was teenagers though when we first met. But this friendship went into probably into the early twenties part because when you was living up in New Jersey, um, there was a friend of mine. I, we were still friends back then, so that was you know back then. But um, with them, it just got to the point. And to me, it was two things. It was one they weren't really giving back, and the the downfall it was some money involved. It was when we went to um her brother was, was getting married and we went to the wedding was going to be a destination when it was going to be in the bahamas right and she was all, all like you know book the you know book the flight for me uh yeah i, guess I, remember. I don't remember yeah book the flight or whatever book everything and it was like six hundred dollars we went to bahamas came back um and didn't get no money first first we, we go to the bahamas didn't get money before we got it oh i got you when we get back we get back i did not hear from you for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks did not hear from you again until it was time for you to have a birthday party and you wanted to borrow my camcorder. That's how long ago was. we were still using camcorders. <laughs> I don't think we had smartphones back then. But you wanted to borrow my camcorder because you wanted to tape whatever you wanted to tape at the party. And then, then all of a sudden it was like, yo, come to uh come to the whole no, come to my party. And then also you wanted me to because you didn't have a credit card, give me the money to book a hotel room for you. 
So, you know, I'm being, I was like, yeah, okay, I did it. I booked the hotel for her. I, I gave her the credit card. She gave me her Even bank card. Even after she didn't pay you back the first time? Yeah, because I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be petty. Some months that went by. This was like months because the wedding was like in towards the end of the summertime, I believe. And then the birthday wasn't until like the next February. And we like was hitting, we didn't really talk up, hit and miss from there. I was like, all right, you know, I'm trying to, because uh, I was saying, for me, it's hard for me to find people I like to hang out with and stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try to fix this friendship. Did that. The thing, and then this time she gave me her, like, I, I matter of fact, you know what's weird? That same night I came to see you up and when you, you had come back from New Jersey, you was living in Baltimore. I mean, uh-huh. in Reister, Reister Town. Do you okay, remember that time? My, um, hey, um, what? Oh, my bad. Shut up. <laughs> remember that time that we had, like, some dinner at your apartment one time? You probably don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. But that same night that I came to your house to have that dinner was the same night that I was I left her hotel party to come to have the dinner with you, and then I went to the hotel party back after that. Oh, but the, the, the final straw with that really was like this. It was like that night, and you know, that was around tax time because it was in February. Taxes was people mm-hmm. filing taxes fast. Said. So she gave me her credit card to get the money back so I can get the hundred or whatever it was, $50. I, I went in there. I went into her bank account. I got the money out. I did not look at her balance, but I did get a receipt for her. I bought it back, and I gave it to her. And she was all like, oh, dang, I, you know, I'm going to give you your money from the thing. And she went out her way to show me that she got the tax refund because she was claiming somebody else's kids. And she had like a couple of thousand in there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. I texted her the next day. Yo, do you got the money? Didn't get no response back. And after that, it was just like no more talking to that. And then over the years, every once in a while, I get a text or I get a call. Hey, what's going on? We should catch up. We should hang out. But I really just had no time for it. And then also, I feel like her life wasn't advancing anymore than when it was when we first met. She mm-hmm. still didn't have like a steady job. She still didn't have her own place. Well, she had a, a couple of her own places, but she got evicted from these places. She got put out of these places. So it was like it wasn't a steady. I wasn't. I don't feel like we was growing at the same rate, and it was no point of us being friends anymore because it was like at this point we just don't have anything in common no more because you still doing the same goofy stuff we was doing when we first met when we was twenty one right. years old, and now we in our thirties and you still doing that stuff. So we just don't connect like that no more. So if you want to be Carlos's friend, you got to be a mover and a shaker and pay your bills on time. <laughs> you should, I mean, that's your business. So don't borrow no money from me. Now, mm-hmm. luckily, over the last, because at first I was, I was like, I ain't going to never do that for nobody again. But over the last couple of years, I had a couple of different friends who um, did say, you know, front me the money or front me the bill or pay for your car. And they always got me back. Mm-hmm. So these, these, no, these people I know I can trust and I know I can rock with them and have good experiences with because they're going to do right by me because like I did right by them. Yeah. So I had an experience where I stopped being friends with somebody over money, but then it also escalated into other things. So similar, not a similar situation, but basically we were out and about my friend's car got towed and I think I told you the story and his car got towed. We had to walk through the city to go like figure out where it was towed from. And um, I guess because I didn't offer to help him get his car out of the, you know, impound lot. It was just like a very awkward and quiet car ride home. And like after that, I feel like we didn't talk like right away. And then when we did, it was kind of awkward. And then he just he was really in his feelings about, I guess, me not helping him get his car get towed. But my thing was, I told him not to park there. Like I clearly said, like here the sign says you can't park there yada 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 he disregarded it and I was just like it wasn't my fault I tried to warn you 
And um, yeah, it just got really, really ugly. And this was like, this happened a year, like over a decade ago. But that friendship ended over me not giving, I guess, giving him some money. Because I, I think that's definitely, you know, what, what he wanted me to do. And like looking back, maybe I could have offered, even though well, I knew why, I didn't though? have him in the first place. Why didn't the money? Why didn't, I, I, I mean, think, why does looking he, back why do you on think it. He, he owed you, why, does he, why do you think he thought you deserved to pay him? Because you was in the car with him and it got towed? And I guess maybe, like, as a friend, I was supposed to, like, try to help, you know, bail him out of that situation. But I was a lot more, you know, I'm selfish now, but I was way more selfish back then. And I just, and I didn't. But also, I didn't really owe him because I was on him. Like, I had pointed it out. But, like, looking back now, I could see how, you know, it. it, I don't see. I could see if, I could see if he was like, yo, you know, you know, Chris, I'm a little short. Uh, getting a car out, can you help me out with this? And then you was like, oh, hell no, nah, I ain't got nothing to do with it. Or oh, your dumb ass in the park there. But if it was a situation <laughs> where he just expected you to volunteer money, mm-hmm. just to volunteer money, I, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't volunteer nothing either. Especially yeah. if you told him, yo, you can't park it. He chose to park it anyway. And then like, and, and this is just going to a, a totally different subject. There are friendships that nothing happened and there's no beef. And I wish I could like pick it back up but it's like I lost the thread and and that was when I went to college lost contact with one girl like I feel like we kept in touch our freshman year and then like after that it was just like ended up seeing her on Instagram and Facebook but we didn't have that connection we didn't talk as much anymore but like it was never I guess we both didn't try hard enough but that was a friendship that just ended because you just it just did you know it wasn't like some that's a common occurrence, out. though. Like, yeah. How many people do you already know? Right. For me, from my childhood, I know one person that I've known. Like literally, he is one month younger than me. I've known him literally since I remember knowing anybody else on Earth. And okay. Like, like we just gonna be lifelong friends, no matter what, no matter where our different roles take. It's just because we connected like that. But other than that, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody I went to elementary school with. I don't have any junior high school friends. I don't have any high school friends. I don't have no college friends. I don't have anybody that I used to know back in the day that I'm still tight with. Anybody I'm tight with, I've met in the last seven to ten years. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, probably but, not seven to ten, in, in ten years or less. And it, so that amazes me. You know, beyond, I do have a couple people that I've known, you know, for going on 30 years that I still talk to. But it amazes me when you I see people who, like, really have those, you know, we've been friends since kindergarten, kindergarten and we, you know, you know, had all these life experiences together. I'm like, how? But then I also know that I moved around a lot. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's just that's tacos. just another thing. But like my little group of friends that I, you know, I travel with sometimes, they've been friends since college. And that's going on. I think they started college probably almost 20 years ago. At least. But so, but you didn't college? go to college. Not 20 then, right? years. That's crazy. 20 years seems too far back, right? Because they'd be um, like, how old are you? 55. Like 50, so. I'm 62. Well, I'm not 20 years, but probably from the early 2000s Close. or so, going on like 15 years or yeah. so. And they all met in college. I didn't go to college with them. I met them like, you know, later in life. But they so all they, met in college and they all still like tight. They all, I guess, met in college and they all still friends. And like I said, we go on these trips together and we hang out and stuff like that. Um, but one of the girls in that group, uh, shout out to Renee, who was on the podcast, part of the PLC family. She got a group of uh, her girlfriends. I think they didn't know each other since maybe. I don't, I don't want to mess it up. Forgive me, today if I'm wrong, but like elementary school or like maybe middle school, mm-hmm. and they still tight. They still get together on Christmas holidays, and we're matching 
pajamas with all the kids that they didn't have and all that type of stuff. Oh, yeah. So that, I mean, when I see stuff like that, it's like, that's real dope and cool. But to me, I just never had that where it was like just a pack of people who we was just all cool. I always right. had my little hit in there. Or I had what I call my school friends where, like, because we stuck in this class all day, we talk all day, we goof around. But even back then, once school was over, I didn't, like, take their phone number and call them up and say, let's hang out on the weekends or hang right. out after school. I just didn't have that kind of mindset. And then even, like, thinking back with the friend groups that I had <laughs> in high school, like, we even all broke off. So I talked to, you know, the one girl who I've been friends with, and then she still talks to two or three other girls, but I don't have a direct relationship with them, even though we were all like close before. So like there was a group, but it split out and it just was what it was. But no, so I don't know. Friendships. Well, I see your, uh, two freaky friends. She was writing in your diary about the one that bought the other one a deal though. Oh my God. I don't <laughs> even know what you're talking about. You remember when you showed me that diary entry? Somebody was so nasty because they bought the other, they was like a boyfriend, a girlfriend, they was teenagers. He said one on board, the other one to deal oh, with. Oh, thank God they do not listen to this podcast. <laughs> I that was high school, man. Mm, yeah, I still have my little diaries, my little letters, stories from high school. Yes, I do remember that. They are not together. They are both married to different people with kids each. Um, and I still keep in contact with one of them, but not the other. But keep, um, yeah. the guy or the girl. I keep in contact with the girl. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's that. Well, you know, here we are, friends, after our little uh, ups and downs late in life. And, uh, you know, hopefully it'll continue Don't on. Don't you say hopefully, girl. Yeah, you be acting up. You be acting up, though. Because so. I, I talk about your mom every once in a while. I got I to gotta put you on a friendship contract. It's and, not a and if, you, and if you expire, if you, you know, go against the contract bounds, I'm going to have to end it. Well, Hmm. But uh, yeah, friend, I mean, friendship is like just tough. It's like just honestly, it's hard to find people in this world who, who always put, you know, who who think enough of you to put you, you in a high standard with them, and that they will do stuff for you and look out for you the way that you look out for them. I feel like it's hard to find that good balance of people, um, especially as the older you get, because people do get so people get caught up in their own families and their own friendships that they didn't already cultivated for years. So once you get mm-hmm. to a certain point in time, it's just almost impossible. I think the next time that you probably could find some friends is when you get in a nursing home. If you end up in a nursing home, because then there'll be a whole bunch of old people just like you stuck in this place together and you'll have no choice but to be friends with them. Yeah. And we'll be having a lot of sex too because I heard them nursing homes, they be getting freaking naked. Yes. At high, at high STD rates. Mm-hmm. They don't know no Great. better, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, they don't. They, it's no more pregnancy, so they like. Right, they like. It. I don't need to use a condom, not knowing. It's not already, already drying it out anyway. I already got to use about eight pounds of lube just to get it moist. Ew, that's disgusting. Ew. Any point. Ew. Rushing <laughs> <laughs> to go ahead and watch. About to go watch Golden Girls and masturbate. Ew. Oh my gosh. So speaking of that, it was something in the paper today talking about this guy was suing his parents because they threw away his um, porn collection. <laughs> He had moved back home after a divorce. And then, oh, yeah, I heard that story. I'm like, dude, why don't you just take it with you? And then why are you suing your parents? Like, come, like, I really, sir? Like, worth like 14000 So what? Shit, I'll sue their ass, too. <laughs> you ain't gonna throw away all that $14,000 for anything. 
I don't care if it was boogers. His parents were letting him live back at home. So look, and they raised him. So he owed Temporarily. them. But he, but, they, why, it, why did he leave without taking his phone with him though? If it meant that right. much to him, why would you be leaving it? I mean, yeah. He couldn't afford a storage container. Though. I wouldn't even have bought the porn. But I, mean, I said I wouldn't have bought the porn back to my parents' house. But also, how am I going to pleasure myself? Because my moms don't got the Wi-Fi. Oh, Lord. Save them. I'll be messed up. Save them, Lord. She don't <laughs> got the Wi-Fi. You <laughs> have to go back up. to your VHS. Rewind it. Damn, I do have I don't know. What, what I do with that? I did have a VCR. I probably lost. Dang. Anyway. Yeah. What were, you, what were you about to say? Nothing. You just want to tell me about your porno life? No, I do not. It's oh, non-existent. Let me ask you just a real quick question. I was just, um, we about to wrap it up. because th- Did we hit all your topics? Yeah, yeah. I think we did. Mm-hmm. I was just on IG, right? All right. And I saw this, um, this post. And it, it was like a post. And it had, on the top, it said, it said men like natural hair, right? Okay. And, and then underneath it was a picture of a, like three black ladies with like natural hair, you know, different hairstyles, but it was natural. And then underneath it said little boys like doll hair. And it showed a couple of different girls that had weaves and um like tracks and wigs and stuff. Now as a as a member of Team Natural, do you feel like you are better than other women that do not have natural hair? <clears throat> Speak on that and elaborate, please. 75 words or less. Um, no, because half the time they got natural hair underneath whatever weave they putting in. I, I, um, so no, I don't. And then even you know back in the day, our African ancestors was wearing um and you know accessories and weaves in their hair. So it's been you know part of our culture since the beginning of time, and that's just who we are. What I don't like though is like when people do get weaves. Why does why do black women always go to blonde hair like? Why don't you get a weed? Like, like that's just the most popular color. I feel like, Make and a, then fun of Mary J. Blige. But some of y'all, but some Mary people. Mary J. Blige been blonde since nineteen ninety six. Don't make fun of her. But everybody has like that's just like the standard. Like, let me just go blonde, and um, maybe they apparently have more fun. But I just kind of like get annoyed by that, and I'm like, why does everybody, you know, does that the go to color? But um, no, I don't think I'm better um than them. But I. I won't wear a weave. Like, I'll get braids in my hair, like, once these dreads come out. But I'm not going to, um, like, have a sew-in or anything like that. Because that's just not for me. You think they're going to come out? They are looking a little Stevie Wonderish, so. No, they I are mean, not. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> now, you still got your hair live. You I, I sure hair. do. You need to shape up. You need to shape up, though. <laughs> looking like Ala Iverson. I know you ain't talking baldy. <laughs> I'm not bald. It's low-cut, boo-boo. No, okay. it's not. Here. You can still see the hair. I'm mad that's that you cut. didn't uh, that's cut, show that video of the hairline you got drawn oh, on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot to tell that story. When I was in Miami, I got the Beijing. Oh, I got the my Beijing. God. Man, I was walking down Washington, Washington Avenue. Uh, me and my boy E. Uh, and we was you was, drunk? Uh, and I wasn't drunk, but we was intoxicated. And mm-hmm. we was walking past this barber shop, and this dude came out, a uh, Latin, a uh, Hispanic dude. He came out. He was like, "Yo, yo, yo," and I was like, "I need a haircut," you know, because I, I was gonna go back and cut my cut my hair myself because I normally cut my hair myself. But I also had been drinking all day, so I know like there's no chance to be able to go cut my hair. So I was like, "I need a haircut." He was like, "Yo," he was about to eat a sandwich, but he was like, "Yo, I can do you right now. And I can do you right now." 
So I was like, okay, come on, come on in. So I went and sat in the chair. He was like, you know, I was like, you know, I was just gonna get it cut all the way off, like a low, like I normally do. But he's like, no, I can fix that. I can fix it. And then he went, proceeded to give me a fade. Um, like, what do you mean a fade? The, How? Like my hair was, I mean, right now I don't have a hair right, but my hair was longer. Like I, I hadn't cut it for like a week. So oh. my hair grow, it grows. It just doesn't grow all over the place. So he faded it. You know, you know what a fade is, right? Mm, no. So he but... kind of faded it, blended it. So fade is like where it's commonly like cut lower at the bottom, and then as you go up to where the top is, oh, okay, you then it get starts to get more hair. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, I can fix that. I can fix. It. So he, he he faded me up. He gave me a shape up. Then he, he pulled out the Beijing in a spray bottle. Oh my god. And he god. take a little cardboard, uh, <gasps> little cardboard. He shakes you up and hold the cardboard, up and he just spray like your hairline in. <laughs> did you did he did you know he was gonna do that? Did he ask before? I mean, he said he said I'm gonna hook you up. He was like oh, he was okay. like I can fix you up, and I was like I'm gonna go ahead and do it. And I was like I'm gonna do it like this. I'm gonna say E was there too. I was like E, if it look good, let me know, and I'm gonna keep it. And if it look messed up, I'm gonna tell him to just cut it all off. But my problem was he was drunk. He was in it. He was already drunk from going to the bar before. And he was drinking a Corona while he was sitting there watching me get makeup. He was like, "That shit look good. That shit look good." I got back home. I said, "Why do I got this stupid ass painted hairline on?" And then um, by then it was too late, uh, so I had to wear it for like the next couple of days, and it lasted about maybe twenty four hours. I took like two showers and got in the ocean, and it was gone. But so that was my experience with Beijing. It's not for me. Was it real dark, or did it look? Did it look nasty? I mean, uh, no, he, 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 if you're listening, it, like, you took a picture. Please send it to the PLP podcast at gmail.com. Man, uh, I put it on snap. I put it on snap, but I forgot to take an actual picture of it. Tag Snapchat. You need to. I would. I would uh, have it, loved to see that. It looked. It looked blended. Um. So that's my story with Beijing. I won't try it again. I'm done with Beijing. I'm just embracing my uh natural hair or lack thereof. And I'm gonna keep it moving. Yeah, embrace it. All right, you embrace some um, tightening up them, uh, that bush. Mm-mm. I want my loose natural hair. Come September. I anyway. Last little part. One of my adult friends is getting married soon, and she told me I could not cut my hair till after her wedding. So I have to wait till the end of the year to really cut my hair. Huh? Fuck, <laughs> she to tell you how to do your hair. I mean, she your mama now. <laughs> are you, but she are got... you thinking of um? Are you thinking of like going all the way down, like getting rid of your dreads? Mm-mm, that's how I'm going to grow it out so I can just cut the dread off and ha- still have some length when I cut the dread, the dreaded, the matted part off. So, uh, see, I don't know what you mean. Because so you got the, individual the, dreads. I do. I know. So, but it grows from my scalp and it's loose hair and you have to twist it in order for it to continue to lock for my hair to grow. So instead of twisting it, I'm going to let it grow out and cut off the matted part, the part that's actually dreaded. So when I cut it off, it's just gonna be my loose natural hair. So you, you, you wouldn't a, a, a T boss? Um, it depends on how how fast and how long my hair grows. Well, you, we'll, you still have dreads? Yes, no? I still have dreads. I still have locks. Well, now, now you do, but when you cut your hair, are you no. like a bald? No, I'm gonna just have. Hopefully, it'll be long enough to get some two, two strand twists or some styles or some um, twist outs or something. I don't know. I'm ex- I really want to do it. Cause you had them jokes for what, fifteen years? I've had um going on six, seventeen, going on sixteen. Cause I do it by my niece. My niece was a baby. She was just born when I had um. Anyway, she was about to be one, so she's about to be seventeen. Sixteen years. All right, so cool. The next year yeah. you can kind of pull something. We gotta get a ball here. 
All right. Oh, damn. So, all right, yeah, because last time I saw you without natural hair was on your Bank of America car when you had that ugly box. I did not have, no, I did not. You are so so dumb because I had dreads in that picture and I, because I took the picture when I was living in New Jersey and I definitely had dreads. Your hair was light. It was I'm not going to argue with you because I know where I was and when I took the picture. I clearly have dreads in that picture. It was. It was I don't have a fucking bob in my ATM picture. What are you talking about? I had a fucking bob back then. You no, had, I had not. a fucking bob. You didn't even have. I didn't even know you when I had regular. I mean, um, permed hair. You showed me the picture. You had a bob. You look like Tony Braxton in the circa 1992, the Luxury Bojong video. <laughs> should I even listen? <laughs> that's I not my. That's try? not my ATM picture. But that's neither here anyway. nor there. All right, so in closing words, I I didn't have a bob, and E, if you have any evidence of Carlos's hairline, please hook your girl up. E was so drunk he don't got evidence of nothing. He don't remember the, none of the trip. He was drunk and sleep the entire time. But I'm gonna end this with a quick rendition of oh, "What about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Will they let you know? Yeah." All right, we out of here. Once again, thank you for joining us. On episode four, this is actually this is episode fifty. The big five. Dang, no, the fifty or forty nine. You supposed to know the CEO and executive producer. Let me let me look real quick. What's your old ugly episode, This is one five. Yes, this the is episode fifty. Episode. It's not one five. It's five zero. Five zero. Fifty episode of the POP podcast. We've been here for fifty straight. Well, I've been here for fifty straight episodes. You sure have. Christy did about forty six or forty five. Yeah, that sounds about right. But thank y'all for tuning in. Anybody that's listening, um, give us a shout out. If you want to like us, rate us, review us, uh, hit us up in the comment box on SoundCloud. Um, shout out to everybody who has you know listened over the course of the last almost two years. Um, you know, keep spreading the love, keep spreading the work. This has been your boy Carlos D. And your girl Christy. See ya!